Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Words are like weapons, they wound sometimes. I didn't really mean to hurt you. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. So we start recording. Yes. And right before we start recording, you were discussing my mother. Oh, God. Movie. Did I summon her? Uh, 9.17. No, this is 20 oh. minutes ago. Okay, good. Uh, she'll be staying here. Since we've already, this is airing a week uh, late, we're recording this on... March 4th, she'll be staying here on March 6th. This is airing on March 10th. Dates, 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 like hands. And I look down, I'm like, oh, it's this text I haven't read. It's from my mother. And I see, oh my God, honey, have you seen the movie coming out March 31st? Godzilla and Kong. Or it might be Godzilla versus Kong. Your grandmother's type of movie. It's, well, okay, never mind. This is anticlimactic now, because I remember when I was a child, uh, PBS aired King Kong on its, probably at that point, like 50th, 60th anniversary, and my grandmother showed it to me when I was like seven. Sure. Uh, but, but Godzilla, she never watched a Godzilla movie as long as she lived. Wasn't she a big Clint Eastwood fan? Uh, huge John Wayne fan, unfortunately. Huge John Wayne fan. Uh uh, not as much Clint Eastwood, but like the Dirty Harry movies. Yeah, yeah, like the westerns uh, were her thing. No, no, like the cop movies. Um, she liked Chuck Norris. Uh, she did, wasn't liked... her favorite movie the original? Day There Sit Still, Day yeah. There yeah. Still. So she liked sci-fi. I remember the first time I watched Independence Day was with her. So yeah, so she did have some odd taste, but I don't remember watching Godzilla necessarily. Um, but King Kong, yeah, okay, all right, Mom, I'll, I'll give you a pass. Although it is funny that she thought the movie was just Godzilla and Kong. They got an apartment together. Let, let, like, like Turner and Hooch. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're new here, we talk about our lives before we get into the random... I'm funny. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not... I'm talking about what we normally do on the show. If you want more humor, follow me on Instagram at Jam With Your Sam. Okay, get that, get that Ooh, out of the I way. have to tell Rip what whack pack I'm going to do. I forgot. Riveting. Um, we talk about our lives, and we also talk about the random movies in our massive movie collection uh, we've watched. This week's episode, as you can tell from the title, is continuing our Wrap It Up series, where we conclude the film franchises we started watching, but either since added movies, or we just didn't own the movies at the time. <laughs> God, I've been holding that in. Um, Had I known, I would have said it sooner. That's why I didn't say anything. I was trying to pass it off, so you didn't say it, because I'd still have to sneeze in my nose. I had a lot of nose problems the past couple days. Like I nose problem, Barry window. I just can't get like what I feel in my nose. Is there a way to like get rid of the hair in my nose? Yes, you can put that the trimmer there. Oh, I can. I just have to wash it afterwards, right? I would say so. I was just being nice. Like yes. I was just gonna just stick the trimmer up my nose and like we. It's a communal trimmer. Do you want me to do it for you? Ooh, you'll trim my nose hairs. Yeah. Oh, I just fell in love with you. <laughs> 
for the first time. <laughs> I was going to say all over again, but I thought it was funnier. Oh my God, you're so mean. <laughs> I thought it was funnier for you, me, and the audience if I just said, like, period. Uh, <laughs> you're such a dick. Man, we've had a fucking shitty week. <laughs> just a lot going on at work, a lot, a lot of parenting in terms of, like, planning school and, like, money out for Jillian because she'll be starting virtual... I keep saying virtual, voluntary pre-K. Hey, state of Florida, I'm sure there's like a physical embodiment of you that listens to this show. Go fuck yourself. Your school system in this area is actually very good. But like your Hmm. rules. That's why we don't want to move out of this area. Your rules suck and it makes it very difficult. So just go fuck yourself. Um, VPK should be free the whole day. Yeah, not just for the three hours they're there. Um, yeah, so a lot, lot, lot of things going on there. Um, but by the time you're hearing this, we've had a, a great weekend. And we're, things are getting a little bit lighter. March is a pretty crazy month, month for us with a lot going on, personally, professionally. Mm-hmm. But we're still here for y'all. And we're still finding time to watch things since the last time. I don't know how. Uh, well, we make time for ourselves. We haven't been playing as many games, which is going to change. We're going to be playing a lot of games. Yeah, because we have a lot of them. We have a lot of games. The I was thinking, that when the summer rolls around, perhaps doing another game series for Patreon. Oh, yeah, we could do that. Uh, trying to find, you know, we did the networks, and we also did, like, the trivia. Trying to find something else, like a movie. I was thinking what we should do is, we should come up with, like, seven to... Like, an odd number, obviously. Like, a best of series with, like, all the movie-based games that we Well, have. yeah, we could do that. Well, we have um, Planet of the Apes we haven't played. We, we have Die Hard we haven't played. Yeah, and we have a couple friends who on Instagram have done... Mm-hmm. Like, game challenges. Game challenges that, that I'm interested in. Right. So, so, I think we do... We have, like, Avengers Monopoly. We have... Mm-hmm. Oh, it's true. We have... The villainous games. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. We originally. could we could do. Yeah, we'll sit down um, and we'll make a list and we'll come up with that and we'll try starting that at some point. It'll be another like reward, like winner gets to pick a film franchise or I'm something. Excited. To watch. Um, but before we do that, um, we're like I've been talking about trying to watch all the Oscar bait or potentially nominated movies, which uh, next week's episode. Hopefully, we'll be able to discuss the nominations because they'll be coming out the following week. Uh, oh, no, so it'll be the following week's episode. We watched Nomadland because it was oh, available yeah, we did. for free on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And it was number one on my list in terms of things I wanted to watch because it is the front runner, as evidenced by the, it winning Best Director and Best Drama at the Golden Globes, mm-hmm. uh, which we watched and was an experience. So, uh, yeah, I know you didn't know much about it, I think. Well, I think, I think, I, I mean, we've been doing this podcast for five years and I think every year I'm like, I don't really get spoiled by anything. I, I try typically. Well, I had no idea what was happening in the movie. I just knew. Well, no, like I, I try to stay away from what the movies are about or, Mm -hmm. or like the trailers and stuff like that, unless it's something like. Marvel movies, whatever. Like, obviously, some of those things you know, but I try not to get too into it so I have, like, a full experience, you know, when I I watch the movie. So I had just seen, like, who was in it. Yeah. The basic, like, 
10 second little blurb blurb thing mm-hmm. and and so it's like yeah let's watch that that yeah. that that seems like something i could get what into did you think i could never do that <laughs> that's what i think i think i could i mean maybe i actually think i could i think it would be really liberating i think living out of a van and remember... shitting in a bucket i think it would be great but spoiler I alert <laughs> couldn't do it with you um no, no. Uh, the, i've seen like before like on like facebook or instagram you know like those like like sponsored things, and it's yeah. like this girl's lived in her car for four years, and yeah. she's great. At, I mean, you know? I sure, but I mean, I think it was. I think there's so many people in this country who live like that. Hmm. Great for them. Like, I, you know, I just, I think, if anything ever happened to you, and I was like alone, probably would. I love you to death. What? There is not you don't a think I could do that? universe on this, in this solar system. Why? That you. Samantha. You mean I could, you can't see me driving around in a car by myself? P- period. <laughs> Living you, out of my car? You're not going to be able to put your ca- your cured cappuccino machine hey, in a van. Yes, you're I not going to be getting your plugs. nails done in a I, van. I don't really get my nails done. I did this myself. I could paint my own nails. Jillian did this for me. I could still have her paint my nails. There's nobody. I asked you what you thought of the movie. Oh, not yeah, no, it was good. I thought it was good. <laughs> it was slow. We're, yeah, it's... So I, I really liked it. It was a really deep dive. I yeah, it, it, it was. It's a character study. It's, it is it's, character study. It's, it was like an it was anthropological great. look because also you're really only looking at two or three actors. Everybody else is kind of like in that life, right? Like like actually legit. doing it, and I appreciated that. I definitely I think that was great. it was the. I'm still kind of close between this and One Night in Miami in terms of who, what I thought was the best directed movie. Um, Chloe Zhao is winning everything and she's going to win the Academy Award which makes me very excited for Marvel Eternals which is yes. coming up because she did that and by all accounts she is just as good at doing a big budget like like Marvel movie as she was she at doing this. this. Um, but yeah, I liked it a lot. I definitely thought it, it wasn't long in terms of like it was like an hour and 45 minutes but it felt long just because it immersed you in it right. immersed you in the world, and it was very slowly paced. Yeah, like the, it's like there's not a Purposefully. lot happening, you know. Right. Like, but that's purposeful, I think. Uh, Frances McDormand is is great she's as always. Amazing. Um, she's so damn good. Uh, so I liked it. On my list, I have it as fourth. Mm. Um, on my list, out of the ten that I've watched, um, for like the Oscar caliber movies, you figure we got another month and a half to go, and I know. Tomorrow and next week are going to be spent watching movies that are not going to get nominated for, for Academy Awards, which we'll be talking about next time on the show, because we're going to be watching Coming to America and Raya and the Last Dragon. Coming to America, just us, Raya with Jillian. But I know I'm going to still have to crank out at least one, two, at least two that I definitely am going to know I probably need to watch on some level um, when they become available and then others that, like, because the Golden Globes, I'm like, fine. If they're going to nominate Andrew Day for Best Actress, I guess I should watch the U.S. versus Billie Holiday. Yeah, like, yeah. Things like that. Like, I want to have a full-formed opinion Well, she won. From now she didn't on. get nominated. She no, but I think she's going to get nominated for the Academy Award. Like, oh, okay. I'm not worried about the Golden Globe stuff. Like, whatever, ultimately, what I want to try to do is I want to watch every movie that got nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, and the acting categories. I think I could do that, and I think I've covered most of it. I think the only thing that I'm missing are Pieces of a Woman, Minari, and The Father so far. 
Billie Holiday might sneak in there, and there might be a couple like extraneous ones. Okay. I'm begging God that Hillbilly Elegy gets nothing because I don't want to watch that movie because by all intents and purposes, it's terrible. Really? But yeah, it's got like 30, 40% percent Rotten Tomatoes, but Amy Adams and Glenn Close are still good, and it's a weak year, so right? they're still getting nominated for crap. Well, I mean, that's the thing. So we will see. Or the Mauritanian and all this other stuff. It's just like, ugh, I just know those movies aren't for me. I'm sure they're fine, but you know, it is what it is. But enough of that. Enough of the boring stuff. <laughs> let's talk about Deadpool 2, huh? Let's, let's talk see. about a movie. Let's talk about a movie. So, uh, watch Deadpool 1, I believe, in 2018. I yep. looked at it yesterday. We both gave it a 7.5. Yes, both gave it 7.5. At the time, I believe it won a couple um, Mullet Awards. Let me go through my, my pile of notebooks that should easily be accessible, but because our house got cleaned yesterday and our house cleaner... Doesn't put things back where she found them. That's how she tells us she was here, man. Yeah, cool. It's God, such a fucking white person problem to have. I know, right? Oh, my first, house cleaner didn't first, put my notebooks back in order. First world problems, God, for sure. what a cunt I am, huh? Look, we, we have a house cleaner because... I work too damn hard to come home and clean my house. I work very hard, and we have a very rambunctious child. Uh, So Deadpool... Won two awards. It won most underrated movie by one of us, and it won should have been LVP for Gina Carano. So we were ahead of that curve. That's good. Yeah, I think I was the one who did that. So, well, I, my notebook is. Oh, stop! It, it, it's fine. It's fine. Where's mine? Oh, I thought she moved my notebook. I was about to get real mad. My married with movies notebook here. We have to look and see who nominated. It's not that Man, far of a competition. It, it was is. definitely me. Oh, you know what? I don't think I wrote it. Yeah, you when... probably get that deep into it now. Not, not then. Now I detail everything. I love that you're taking up all this time that would normally be spent reading the box, but there's like hardly anything. Yeah, so I mean, you don't have to worry about it. So let's instead of all oh. this dead air, of you just staring oh, oh, at a book. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Okay, Deadpool two, the sequel to the first one, a work of genius. It is epic. I can't believe I just said that. Said Hugh Jackman, actor, someone like you. I can't believe that's the credit that they gave him. That's good. Well, that's I never knew that. Yeah. I hadn't ever knew, known that before. That and that's great. it, isn't and it? And that's it. Fucking it. So assholes. zero for me. Um, I mean, you want me to read what's in that no. box about the Blu-ray? No. That so that's zero sucks. zero points for Samantha. If you're wondering uh, why why Mullet's so upset and why I'm so happy, it's because. Every 50 episodes, we um, have a bet going on. Whoever messes up the back of the box the most, the other person gets to watch a film series of their choice. And Mullet was kicking my ass until last week where he had three mess-ups for a train wreck. So now he's only up by two. So I can close this gap here because we got a a few episodes uh, left Few episodes left here in the yeah, series. So, so uh, saw this in theaters. Saw this very late, and like it came out in May, and I think we didn't see it in theaters until like late in the summer because we we have well, we have at this point we had a toddler. Um, yeah, so it was hard for us to like get out and go to the movies, um, and also like so. Rotten Tomatoes had the first one at eighty five. This one it had eighty four. I think they made almost exactly the same amount of money. Like if you were to put the two of them up. Like, black and white, just facts and figures. It's hard to differentiate between the two of them. But I honestly felt like the first one was such, like, a pop culture, like, 
like zeitgeist movie, not to steal a fucking character in the movie, uh, that this one was just like, it, it just was treated like a sequel, but like, it wasn't treated like a sequel if you look at, you know, like if you read about it, you know, like it did everything it was supposed to, made even more overseas, you know, it's a very successful franchise and it wasn't hated necessarily. There just wasn't a lot of conversation about it for whatever Which reason. Which I think, I think is disappointing I because th- I, I think I agreed with that when we saw it in theaters. Okay. But watching it now. I disagree with that. You like this more than the first one? I think I do. See, I don't. I think I do. I don't necessarily think that I dislike it more. I think that there are things about this one that are significantly better than the first one. And those counteract the things that I think are significantly weaker about the first one in this one. Um, Which we'll get into here. But yeah, I was noticing like... You laughing a lot more than I'm used to, and I, I just, reacting I, to it better. Maybe it's because it's been a while since I've seen the first one, but I mean, sometimes it's on and we put it on and everything. I don't think this is a TV yet. I don't remember this being on TV yet. I think it's been on Pluto TV. No, that's impossible. Why? No. All those other movies are on Pluto TV. No, but the, the Pluto no, TV doesn't air movies it? that are that new. I think that I've seen this, not not Deadpool 2, Deadpool 1. No, Deadpool, you're thinking that's not Pluto TV, that's just like on FX. It's on oh yeah, like that's FX what I all meant. The time. Deadpool 1. Whatever, they're the same thing. Um, FX De- is not on Pluto De- TV. Deadpool, what are you talking about? So Deadpool 1, I think, you know, it, it's on TV a lot, but I think it's been a while since I've sat down and watched the full first movie. But I don't know why. I just think that this has, the humor is great in this movie. I think I like some of the characters in this movie a lot more. Than in the first one. So, so I have, so, so let me kind of break it down in terms of layers of what I do know. Like, so yeah, it's just as funny. Just as funny. It's, it's at a, it's at a quicker clip and pace, I feel like, um, while also trying to be a little bit more like emotional and more like a traditional movie in a certain, in certain aspects. Okay. Um, I think it's quick and rapid fire to a detriment at times because I think it gets into stuff that might be a little bit too inside baseball or too, like, it's impossible to say that a Deadpool movie is, like, too referential. Like, that's the point of the fucking character, right? Right, right. But when it's happening at nauseum in a movie, it's different. Like, I didn't feel it was overboard, especially, like, a lot of the... MCU and DCU references that are within it at a certain point to me it became like pandering slash trying to get the cheap laugh as opposed to in the first one where I thought because it was fresher it was a little bit more like genuine okay that that's just my analysis but the stuff that's funny like just like the first scene like the movie doesn't really change besides like I was saying like it becoming possibly a little bit more like traditional and a little bit more like trying to like be emotional mm-hmm. until like a, a classic like super arc but like you have the great soundtrack you have the, the great gratuitous soundtrack. violence you have the voiceovers you have him being him like from the first scene it's like great 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 like All of it's normally great. I would piss and moan about a movie that's just like okay well it's just the same thing as the first one no 
You want exactly this. You don't want anything different from right. Deadpool. You just want it him it and, doing his and thing. It heightens it, I yes. think. It was way more gratuitous way earlier on, you uh, know? No, I think the, fir- like the first mm. one, like the very, very first scene... Well, like he's like on the bridge and he, and he chops it. No, and then it's the start of the fight scene, right? Yeah, like or on, like, like the end of the fight scene that you get. Well, to no, it. they do the slow mo like when he's like attacking the car, but like you still see it. It's, they're both very gratuitous. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I would say that's violent. a chop. Pun they're intended. Violent. They're bloody. It's great. Yeah, um, but the opening sequence with all the jokes and the voiceover is absolutely great. Yeah. Um, but then, to me. There's a long stretch until basically until we get to the ice box. That whole like twenty or thirty minutes for me is the weakest part of the movie by far. What the, the where where she dies? So it, it kills and... Vanessa, and I, I get it. And also, it's just the point of like they they totally retcon it, it and then the credits, and it's <laughs> ridiculous and and silly. But that's a Deadpool thing to do. But that's a MacGuffin. Uh... Is not as funny when you say it. It's, I know it's that's the only thing you can refer to that what? statement of being. What? So I, I, I think I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> uh, Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> so yeah, so like they kill Vanessa, and then the opening credits with the Celine Dion song is great. It's great. The it's, opening credits did not they, disappoint. They always do opening credits well, and it's so so good. But then like. So you see Blind Al, and it's like diminishing returns. You go to the bar, and it's like law of diminishing returns. Then it's like him like killing himself and like the X-Men stuff, which is cute. The fact they had a whole two-second, basically, uh, blackout of just all the X-Men like closing the door and like not getting involved in anything is funny, but it's drawn out. All that stuff, to me, like that felt like like lazy sequel, to me at least. Okay. Which is funny because they joke about like lazy writing and lazy sequels the whole time, but it doesn't come up in that that stuff at any point whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, when you get to after they stop, uh, they stop Russell and they go to the icebox, and then you see the introduction of Cable. That's when it picks up to me. Is there anything Josh Brolin cannot do? Uh. No, he's great. I, I mean, mean, he's great. He's, I, I, I he's mean, so good in this. He's, he's really good in this. And, and I I don't know why it wasn't until recently that he kind of has gotten up there in my, act, like, good act. Like, mm-hmm. I'll go see a movie because he's in it. I wouldn't go that far. I would. I mean, his performance, well, like. I'm going to buy Jonah Hex for you then? Sure. Uh. You'd have to watch it too, so yeah, buy it. Um, like he's Thanos, he's Cable, he's Agent yeah, but you're K. Not go- you're not going like, to those movies because it's Josh. Brolin. I know, but you're going it to them because they're me... Marvel movies and they're Men right. in Black movies, right? But that's the same thing. Like, like people say, like Leonardo DiCaprio is like the best actor, right? Right. And he got really big doing big movies. He did Titanic. I'm aware. And then he did a bunch of. Stupid movies, and then nope. he started working with Spielberg, and mm-hmm. he's never done mm-hmm. a franchise movie. I'm not not saying that, but he's a big movie actor. Right. Like you don't go, you didn't go see Titanic because Leonardo DiCaprio well, was, was in different. It. That's when he was starting, right? But like 
Now you go see a movie because Leonardo sure. DiCaprio's in it. Even if it's a small film, if it's a right. big film. I don't think Josh Brolin is there. I think he's If he's for you, there. then cool. Good. I think he's getting there. I think he's so talented. So, so talented. I, I, he's very, very good in this. And, and his stepmom is Barbara Streisand. He acclimates... Dinner around that table. He acclimates to some of the craziness like in a very, very funny, stoic, serious way. And it, he fits perfectly with it all. Um, I think he's great. And I, and I think he has a good, uh, a good like, arc in this. Um, but, like, he really is the Like, his character is the one that gives, to me, the story, like, the kick in the pants it needs to get into the second half when we get into X-Force. Yeah. Um, and, and all of that. That's, like, the stuff that I really, really like in the movie. But everything kind of before that, I think mm-hmm. that's what it hurts me overall because it's kind of the opposite of that in the first one where it's like seeing him become Deadpool is like that chunk of the movie. And the stuff that's bad in there is the villains because all the villains in Deadpool 1 suck. And not that this movie has like good villains because... Right, but at, at one point you think Cable's a yeah, villain. Like, sing, yeah. He's great. But then he becomes part of the good guys. Right. And you have then like... you have Black Tom Cassidy who's like who apparently had a bigger part, but it got edited down into basically being like almost like a, a ha ha funny cameo, bit yeah. bully, then then just a riff off about his name. Um, and then you have Eddie Marsden is like the the mutant center uh, like runner, and he's always fucking weird to look at. Uh, but he's always in a bunch of things, and he's not really that important in the scope of it all. Then you have Juggernaut thrown in, mm-hmm. so like there's a lot, right? Um, so it's, I still, it's still not a focus of the movie because the movie's focus is, okay, well, we we just got Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. So yeah. go. And he's, he's great. I mean, he's still the MVP of the movie to me. I, I really like Josh Brolin. I like Josh Brolin too. I really too. like Josh Brolin. I think that he did such a good job with the heavy scenes and being that foil to Ryan Reynolds' character. I agree with you that he's great. But. But. I mean, at the end of the day, no one can do this like Ryan no. Reynolds. Like, if anyone else was in this role, it would it not be the same. No. I mean, and he helped write the movie, yeah. he produced and it. And he is still like, firing also. There is no... So I, I think back to when we did the Guardians movies. Like, Chris Pratt from Guardians 1 to Guardians 2, to me, there is a definitive drop-off. And you can tell this person now knows they're a big fucking star. And, like... He's overthinking his choices and just it's not there. Whereas in the first one's like, oh my god, this guy's like the most charismatic fucking person. Right. What can he do? In this, you could you could literally take his performance from one movie to the other and you could not differentiate them because he is just fucking Deadpool. Well, yeah. And and he Because he was to be fair, he was also big before he did this. Like, I mean, he was Secure enough in his career that... See, I thought you were going to say was he was Deadpool before he was Deadpool. Well, like, no. That's, no, he was... He is. Yes. That, that's, that's who well, he's yes. been in that, every movie. I know, but... but so if you got one good pitch, Randy Johnson didn't throw fucking knuckleballs. Randy Johnson threw the ball 99 fucking miles an hour. You know what I mean? That I don't know why I'm... <laughs> I don't get that reference at all. I'm like staring at you like, am I supposed uh, to know what, what you're talking I'm about? i think something a little bit better. No, it's okay, but I, I get it. Chef doesn't make... That's the Freddy's kind of bad... Um, uh, McDonald's but, doesn't make spaghetti. McDonald's is good at hamburgers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're good at one thing, don't diversify. I know, but but I think he was secure enough in his career where he was like, I want to do this. I've wanted to do this. I'm going to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Plus, Blake Lively got all that Gossip Girl money. 
Ryan Reynolds has had sex with Scarlett Johansson and Blake Lively. And he's got three daughters. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's an accurate Probably. Uh, Josh Brolin is a welcome addition to the movie. Without Ryan Reynolds, you don't have a movie. You're, you're or right. Or if, you're he's, right, not, you're right, if you're right. he's not doing what he does at the level that he does it in. Yeah, three daughters. If he doesn't do it at the level that he's doing it at, then the movie really, really suffers. And that, that, that's, that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I think that Josh Brolin is great. I, Zazie Beetz, when I started watching the movie, I was like, man, I can't wait to get the Zazie Beetz because I remember how great she is. Add her to my list, by the way. Um, particularly okay. in this movie. Um, Zazie Beetz as Domino. Uh, but then, like, I remember, oh, yeah, she's only in the movie, like, 20 minutes. And, like, she's great. And she does an amazing job of that character. But... You could, like, valuable, like, the most valuable player in the movie, you could have somebody else probably be, do what she does. Nobody can do what Ryan Reynolds does. You're right. So, yeah, so he's the MVP of the movie. Um, not the... Uh, Ryan Reynolds also dated Alanis Morissette. Alanis Morissette. Alanis, Alanis Morissette. Why couldn't that have been on the back of the box? Alanis Morissette. Watch Dogma. (laughs) I don't think she's named on the back of the box. Yeah, I'd be surprised. I don't think so. You know so. Dogma's out of print? I was on a Reddit the other day, like, because of the whole Weinstein shit. I like, believe you it. you just can't, so, like, my Dogma might be worth money. Cool. Not that I'm ever going to get rid of it, so I love that. If we had a copy of If I Ran the Zoo, it's selling for $3,000 on eBay. That's ridiculous. I know, my mom told me earlier, and I about freaked out. I was like, I've got that mulberry she won in a book with six others. I'm just going to steal it from the library. <laughs> they probably pulled it. That's... They usually don't have banned books or... Books like that in right. the library. Anyway. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Yeah, we're getting off topic. Um, but yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like, I, and that's p- part of the preconceived notion is because of seeing a drop-off from Guardians 1 and 2, or even like, to a lesser extent, I'm, I'm sticking the superhero movies because that's where it happens most commonly. Like Robert Downey Jr., like, he's fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. But you watch Iron Man... To Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3. Sure, those movies aren't as good as the first one. And that's not all because of him. But you can see the difference. Like, actors will say, well, you know, I know the character better. Or, like, I'm making different choices. This, that, and the other thing. No, you're thinking about it too much. And the reason why he was such a perfect Tony Stark. And the reason why Ryan Reynolds is such a perfect Deadpool. And Chris Pratt is such a perfect uh, Star-Lord. Is because... Like, like what they bring inherently is in those characters. And the first go-around of them doing it was just them being them. Yeah. And now that they have more money attached to it, or they have studio notes, or they have expectations, like, they have nothing to lose in their first go-around of all that. Right, right, right. So, like, they're going to just be their most natural selves. And that's where, like, it's the same thing with wrestling characters. Like, the best wrestling characters are those people turned up to 11. Those characters are them turned at perfect sync. Not necessarily to 11. When they go to 11 in movies, I feel like, is when it gets to be too much because they're focusing on the things that they were doing naturally and now they're having to focus on it and doing it unnaturally. Yes. But Ryan Reynolds, I, I, think, I think, gets away with it a lot. Like, you don't see that in this. That's why I think that he's, he makes them more, more valuable. Um, other things that I have nitpicks on. Um, I noticed in this one, so the first Deadpool, 
you know, there was a big focus on what the budget was, especially for a movie of its size. Was it was I think it was only they made it for like fifty sixty million dollars, which for a superhero movie is insane. I still think this one they uh, obviously they got a bump, but I still think it wasn't like some hundred and fifty million dollar budget. It looks at it parts. There is some rough CGI in this movie. Uh, some of the like some of the domino stuff with like the cars flipping and her jumping around. Even my favorite scene in the movie, the the X Force plane scene oh stuff. yeah that's amazing that's a great like scene. like that's like the whole x-force like thing from like the from interviews the casting, from the casting yep. to like the pep talk on the plane mm-hmm. to them uh to them parachuting out but like even some of that stuff looks a little crappy like even like the brad pitt like oh my God. which is hilarious but like the brad pitt so funny sector of it like it takes you out of it because you have such a like a, an expectation in your head of, oh, I'm watching a, a Marvel superhero movie. This is going to look great. The fact that it kind of looked like it was made like in 2002 at parts, like that kind of took me out of it. Um, I could see that. At moments. Uh, the Juggernaut's also silly. Like, I just think that we've seen iterations that have been done a little bit better. Well, I disagree with that. If you're talking about X-Men The Last Stand... No, I was talking about the uh, the animated X Men Evolution or whatever, whichever animated series you. Yeah, was just in. X, just X Men. Just well, it's just called X Men. Well, there, there, there's an X Men Evolution. Oh, that's well, an animated know. series, and they were teenagers. Oh, well, I didn't watch that. You missed out. Uh, I no, don't know about that. Um, I think that's what it was. But. You know, and also, like, they, they get into, like, characters, like, playing Deadpool's game. So, like, Juggernaut's talking about, like, molding Colossus into a cock ring and getting a, a cable shoved up his butt. Mm-hmm. Like, there's certain things that I think are better if they exist without being, like, Deadpoolized. And so, that turns things a little sillier, in my opinion, than I would than I would expect. But besides that, I mean, it's... It's really funny. It's it's got it's, a good heart. It's got it does I mean, have a very it, very good, a good heart, heart, which I appreciate. Especially like the ending, you know, Cable sacrificing, seeing his wife and daughter again, mm-hmm. uh, and Dead, sticking around to try to sticking help around the to try to help. Right, Deadpool sacrificing himself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how much he loved, how much he loved um, Vanessa. Vanessa. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just all really... Yeah, that scene, that scene's very, very well done. Really well done. Really, uh, really well done. Um, um, you know. Put that back in your prison wallet. I liked all the references to the prison wallet. I don't know why you find this child's butthole so funny. It's not. It's, he says it's his prison wallet. I had never heard it called that before. This movie. And I... I don't know why you know, they said it so many times. You know, so just for your times. everyday conversation. I don't know why they said it so many times. But I thought that this kid was good, this New Zealand kid. So he was on my short list of LVP candidates. So I'm going to say something, and I hope I don't ruin him you forever are. for you. you. But I can't help, and I know it doesn't correlate, I don't think. Every time I watch him, I'm like, oh, look, it's Rebel Wilson's kid. <laughs> In terms of speech patterns, cadence, look... Because they're from New Zealand. She's from New Zealand? I thought she was, like, British. I don't know. I don't think she's from New Zealand. But. It, she's Australian. Okay, so yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, 
It's closer to New Zealand than England. He looks like a little mini male Rebel Wilson. <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of him nor the character. I think... I thought he did a good job. I, uh, he's ultimately not who I would go with. Towards the end, when he's first introduced, he was like... Bumbling, stumbling. It wasn't so much. I think he. I think I feel like he's trying too hard in parts, and I think that the way that he plays it, he's not necessarily a sympathetic character. So like, yeah, like he's an asshole. Yeah, but like, when it, I guess that would make sense for Deadpool to connect with because right. he is also an asshole. Right, like he's an asshole, and he's like, "You told me to find the biggest guy in here, so I did." But when he's trying to like be funny, it seems. It seems feels good to be gangster. I didn't. Yeah, like, that. like he like he's given like he's given a lot of cheesy lines, and maybe that's not necessarily his fault. But the way that he delivers them, to me, leaves a lot to be desired. Okay. Um, he's not ultimately who I'm going with. Um, my nomination is T.J. Miller. Yeah, I, I because for many reasons. Number one, he's just T.J. Miller. Uh, number two. <laughs> number two. He's TJ. So I, I mean this in different ways. So it's I'm TJ Miller is a piece of shit by all accounts, and he's pretty much blackballed from Hollywood now, which is great. Uh, number two, he's just TJ Miller, and I think I want to say we discussed this in I the think first. I'm one, pretty sure I was just about to say in the first one we he, had the same conversation. He elicits laughs in the first one by doing his bit by like oh you look like this and like right. doing that appetizer right, right. thing we were just talking about last week. Right. In this he does it and it's so extraneous and and like unnecessary yeah. and long and like I didn't laugh once at like anything that he did. I may have laughed at like. Him say just like responding to something else someone said, like didn't make me laugh once and looked out of place in the scene. Like when he's in uh, like with Blind the gun. Owls, yeah, yeah, in the gal uh, in 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 Blind Owls with the gun with Cable and Domino and everything. Like he doesn't fit in. If it's just him and Deadpool, like at the bar, like in that realm, then I'm fine with it. But when he interacts with other people, mm-hmm. I, it's not for me. Um, so that's, that's... Yeah, when he's getting tortured. By yeah, there wasn't really thing. anybody else. Like, Eddie Marston, I don't like that character, and ultimately he doesn't do enough. But, but, but he did fine. Yeah, Black Tom Cassidy, again, same thing. He doesn't do uh, too much. Uh, uh, Marina Baccarin, that's another one I had on my list, by the way. Um, she's great. You got great. way too many people on your list. It's been a while since I've added to the list, so I felt like it was necessary to no, add to the list. No, it hasn't. Who was the last person we added to my Christina Milotti? Yeah, it was like like in the summer. Priyanka Chopra. Yeah, it was like in the summer, probably. Ana de Armas. I think that was in the summer. Yeah, it's been a while. Oh no, that was Blade Runner. Fuck, that was like the last month. <laughs> That's like in December. Um, like everyone else surrounding is good. T.J. Miller like sticks out like a sore thumb. I wish that the X Force people like as funny as the bits are. Like I wish we saw more of Terry Crews. I wish we saw more of Bill Skarsgård. Which is crazy in that, like, he's in this. I know. I think it was the same, I think it was around the same time that it came out. Um, the guy that plays, uh, the fucking. The guy that plays Peter. Peter, it's hilarious. So <laughs> It's funny. so funny. Um, Colossus does a really good job. Negasonic T- Teenage Warhead, she's not in it as much, but she's good. Yukio, the, the highway, high Yukio stuff is very, it, it's very It's really cute. There's um, just so many simple bits and so many great Easter eggs as well. Like, even if it's as simple as, uh, 
like Deadpool's like costume getting like ash to where like it looks like his original look. Oh my god, that was really that was really good. It's like a great callback. Like, very uh, good callback. The random Matt Damon and Alan Tudyk cameos. I loved that scene. I was gonna say I loved that scene. I thought it was so funny, and like legit, like you know. Because also you're it, a white man. Did this come aren't out? Aren't you? Huh? You know the conversation that they have is about toilet paper versus wipes. Yeah. And how you should use wipes. It, it'll change Why your life. Why do I talk about my butt wipes? Man, we go in the store. I'm like, oh, you need more butt wipes? It's an open gag between the two of us. For like, when we're in the store, loudly talking about what the other person has to embarrassingly buy. Embarrassingly buy. Yeah, and I talk about your butt wipes, and mm-hmm. you talk about my what? My tampons? No. Oh, I get a per- I have a period. Great. Oh, no, I just like loudly point out when you fart in stores. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why'd you fart? And you're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, I don't really care because if I'm silent, they just all think it's you. Oh, no, that's why I openly <laughs> say like, you just fucking farted. Or I'm like, Jillian. Gross ass bitch. Um, you don't say that in the store. I'm going to start. No, please don't. That's rude. Don't be rude. Uh... So yeah, so like all that stuff, like like kind of adds that up was funny. to make it like a fun experience. Yeah, when did this come out? Twenty eighteen. What else was out in? Well, so I think that's also the thing. Like this came out the same summer as Infinity War, so like Brolin had himself a fucking summer. Uh, so I think also that's why I'm also like less as like his performance as Thanos is so much heavier. And so much better than this. It's a yeah, but it's it's sure completely different. Completely but. different. You know the restraint of this character, like that's the character. I think sure. he played it well. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not arguing that he didn't play it well. I'm just saying that it, you know, it, it's not apples and oranges to me. It's it's like fruits and vegetables. It's totally. Uh, Endgame came out in 2019. Yeah, so Infinity War came out Infinity in 2018. Came out in 2018. Came out in Deadpool 2018. came out in 2018. Yeah, Deadpool one came out in t- 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we saw it before uh, you were pregnant. It came out on Valentine's Day, I think. We saw it like sometime. Ooh, is this like the last movie we saw before we conceived? It's a weird thing. Is she still awake? No. I thought so too, but no, it's just how she's holding her stuffed bunny. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I was like, there's no way she's still I was, awake. Uh, yeah, so I was looking at that too. Um, another thing, so like this movie does... Men the... in Black 3 came out almost 10 years ago, by the way. Jeez. So you know, 2012. So you know. So, there's so you're a... aware. So I mentioned it earlier with some of the, like, the like you're so dark, are you from the DC universe, uh, the, like... Um, Batman, the the Martha jokes, and then even you know, calling him Thanos and calling him he calls him what Mi- like a, he calls him a midget. Everyone talks about how short he is, as well. But he he calls him something else specifically, like MCU related. I feel like um, I do know this. I I know what you're talking about. Uh... Oh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. He calls him Winter Soldier. Like all those. Arm, yeah. Like. They're done maybe too much. And the same thing I feel like is some of the gags are done on purpose. Like like his death, right? Like when he's like fading away. Like, oh, it's so hard to go. And like he keeps talking, doing this. Like that's done at that length to be funny on purpose. I get that. But like the movie's so meta that you have to like peel through the layers of meta almost. It's like 
at what point does being meta stop being meta? You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, at what yeah. point is it not funny or like, like it loses its point? And I think that's what it gets. Same thing I feel like with the credits almost. Like him going back and like killing the previous Deadpool from X-Men Origins, killing himself as Green Lantern. Like those are all like to pop the audience and Sure, but know, that's the care. It's like that's, Deadpool. That's I know. Deadpool, it's such so, a hard thing so to it, analyze. It, right. If that was Captain America doing that. Well, they they've not not to no, that extent. They ha- not to well, that, I'm like, thinking of like like the Spider-Man up. commercial where he's like like the stinger at the end of the movie, just him talking about patience and like going like his ha ha like yeah, but two if, shoes routine. But if 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 he showed up on like in like the uh, Fantastic Four and like <sighs> punched himself in the face, you know, as as the other character, like. It wouldn't have the same hit. It wouldn't be funny because that's not what Captain America would do. Sure. You know, so it, it's just that's the character. So it makes sense. I think, I don't know, I, I think that they did a really good job with stuff like that. Oh, I, I agree. They, they definitely do. Um, I want to point out Ryan Reynolds joining the multi-MVP list, his second MVP, both for Deadpools. I think, did he get a pass before? Yeah, T.J. Miller is not a multi-time LVP. I know he was on the 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 short list for one of the How to Train Your Dragons, but he ultimately did not get it. So he is not on the multi-LVP list yet. We'll give him time. Um, I don't know how many more movies of, that he's in we have. You'd be surprised. He's, he's done a lot of voice work as well, so oh, you'd, be, yeah. you'd be surprised. Um... There was something I was going to bring up, and I forget. Is I did we discuss anything else that you didn't like? I feel like I talked a lot negatively, but we didn't get into what you necessarily didn't like besides the performances we discussed. Um, um, I'm also not a huge fan of this, like the story. Like, I, I like the cable aspect of coming back in time, but I don't. I at a certain point, like the time travel thing, it, it gets a little. But that that's It also depends on like the execution behind it. And again, it's hard to analyze a Deadpool movie for it because like what are you honestly taking seriously and what's also what's at stake because what I ultimately want to get to in this is what you guys were kind of wrapping up is so now it's owned by Disney. It's part of the MCU technically. Um As is X Men. Well X Men well X Men's is all it's all owned by Disney. I know, but it's X Men spoilers for WandaVision has kind of dipped its toe in there yet, even though that's kind of been explained away. I still think it's gonna I still think it's going to matter in a certain in a certain way. But um but it's already been said, like Kevin Feig has already said, like, okay, like yeah, Deadpool's part of the MCU. He's gonna be the only R rated character like, in the MCU, like it's only R-rated movie, like, we will well, do. Well, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, they should really... They're doing Blade, and the fact they're not doing an R-rated Blade sucks. Wow. Well. But, but on that token, okay, how? Is there even a way that you can intersect this or cross this over and so, make it worthwhile to everybody involved and not jeopardize and hurt 
Well, I think I think that the and this is this is really a podcast for another podcast. We could talk yeah. about this for hours. Sure. I think that the direction that the MCU is going in mm-hmm. with WandaVision and the choices that they've made with the lead into Far From Home, with the lead into Doctor Strange and the Madness of the Multiverse. Yes. I think yes, Mm -hmm. there is a way to to bring it all together, but still keep it separate enough to make it. So you're misinterpreting my question. Of course there is a black and white storyline way to make it work. Is there a way that you can logistically, in terms of its content, yes, make it? So, of course, you can have a an, the MCU could just have a, a Deadpool already movie. Like, but you can you ever have him in an Avengers movie? Could you ever have him cross over with anybody else that's not fucking Colossus or like I like think these so. lower levels? You're not jeopardizing the advertisements and the IP and the merchandising I mean, and all it, that. I, I, yes and no. So there's... Because wh- at what age would you take your kid... To see Deadpool? To see an, an Avengers movie. Well, Jillian's already watched Iron Avengers Iron Man. Movie. I know. Iron Man or Captain America. The, or, the, those to me are kids right? movies. Like when we were kids, like we watched E.T. and like they fucking rip a heart out in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. You know what I mean? Like it's fine. I, the excessive, like when it gets excessive, then it's a problem. Like realistically, they're rated PG-13 parental guidance for 13 and under. Right. That's well, horseshit. Like Jillian can watch, you know. Iron Man and the Avengers movies, like, now. She's, like, five, six years old. Like, that's fine. To me, at least. Well, what was it that we were watching that was really gratuitous and I made you turn it off? Like, Kill Bill was on, and I said, you yeah, need to turn this exactly. off. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, like, the Silence of the Lambs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's different. So, like, I Those don't know Those are R-rated movies. I know, but I, the point that you make about, you know, jeopardizing the merchandise jeopardizing the merchandising or jeopardizing who can go see it is going to be different. But, right, so you, so you can't have them cross over with any of the big stars because then you miss out on the kids. You miss out on the Which the is children. stupid because... I, I know, just, but... I know, but they're... So children are the biggest drivers of consumerism. Yeah. 100% they are. So you cannot jeopardize a property... Being by having it be inappropriate for children, so I get that. But on the other token, I think now we're entering a time where entertainment is going to look a lot different because of everything that happened with COVID. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a lot more dual releases in theater streaming at home, where it will still make money in terms of like parents can still watch it without their children, kind of thing. Sure. But, you know, we, we say a lot on this podcast, oh, we missed this movie because Jillian was a kid. We missed this movie because she was born. But that was logistics of, like, I'm not going to bring a nine-month-old to I go know. see Django Unchained. I know, Unchained. but if Django Unchained had been streaming on HBO Max, we could have put her to bed and watched it. You know sure. what I mean? I get so what you're I saying. think I it's, 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 
that convenience factor is really big, especially with childcare issues in America and yeah. and all those things like no, that. No, yeah, like you said, another podcast. Yeah. I I doubt it. Well, so it's going to happen, but I severely question how effective and how entertaining it's going to be. And we have a bit of a litmus test for because they did that PG thirteen once upon a Deadpool. When this movie, they, they did that that Christmas oh, where yeah. it came out. They did the Princess Bride parody with Fred Savage. I forgot that. And right. they basically they they that. they tweaked all of the language and they cut out the gratuitous stuff and they edited around didn't and they put those. Didn't what's his name? Movies. Didn't what's his name win the fucking league because he took that movie? No, no, no. Um, but that movie didn't get, that version didn't get great reviews. I think it wound up being like rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. It might've been like in the 50 percentile or something. I haven't seen it because I, like, I won't pay money to get it separately. Like if they, if it came like with Deadpool 2, then of course I'll watch it. You know what I mean? Um, but I haven't like seen it before. And I'd be very curious. I would have to watch that to really make my decision. Cause as of right now, I would say no. So once upon a Oh, and also, it, it also it tanked, I believe. Like, it didn't make that much money, which makes sense. Like, people are not going to go back and pay money. It's 55% on Rotten right. Tomatoes. So, you know, that's not great. Um, but also, it's not bad either. It's just a difference of opinion. But I would find myself probably being like, well, I'll just watch fucking Deadpool. You know what I mean? But we might not have that choice for, you know... Avengers Secret Wars and Deadpool shows up. Like, right. I just hope the character stays authentic. And I honestly trust, you know, Ryan Reynolds after Wolverine and how long it took him to get this made. He's fine with just being like, probably no. <laughs> like, I don't need this. You know what I mean? Like, right. I've done what I wanted to do. I mean, money and power is a hell of a drug, but, you know, I have reservations. Long story short about it. But we'll see when the time comes. I believe it is on the docket for the next couple of years to okay. do. And I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll always watch a Deadpool movie until they stop being bad. And that doesn't even stop me because I'm already planning to watch the four-hour fucking Snyder Cut with Steve. So, which we are going to... Have gonna, fun with that. It comes out, by the time people are hearing this, oh man, it comes out next week from when people are hearing this. So in two weeks from now. Uh, Have fun. Yeah, I gotta find a time to get with him and, and do that. <laughs> I think we're just gonna get a ton of food. Oh no! We're supposed to get like a ton of food. Yeah, good. Make good. like a pizza. Do it in six months. Drink. Oh, six months, baby. I can't. I can't do that to him. We'll see what happens. Uh, anything else on Deadpool 2? I think we talked about it. Good, great action, great fight scenes, great. Very music. good choreography. Yeah, the, the music, like. Beyond even just using, like, uh, dubstep and DMX and AHA and things yeah. like that. Like, even, like, the like the orchestral, like, Holy Shitball song is, like, very funny. And then fucking Celine Dion and Dolly Parton yeah. and all that stuff. They, they really do a bang-up job with the choreography and the violence and the fight 100%, scenes yeah. and the music and the performances... It is. I, I still think that the first one is better. Um, which will lead into my score. 
That said, I don't think it's that done. I'm gonna give it the same score. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight and a half. I wow, think. you're going that much higher. I really liked it. I just really liked it. That's surprising to me. I I just I think I really the 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 heart of it, you know, Cable sacrificing, seeing his wife and daughter again. Mm-hmm. All the sacrifices that Deadpool made, Vanessa dying, that love, and how he just, just kept a, trying to go back. I'm a big pussy. You're a woman, and you're a sucker. I'm a big pussy, and <laughs> that's, what it uh, is. that's my score, so suck it. I mean, Fair. that's it. Well, that's the same score as The Incredibles, too, so we're on a roll here of sequels just being good solid eights, which, hey, if you can get a good solid eight out of a sequel, you're doing something right. You're doing something good. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case next time, so we only have three movies left in our Wrap It Up series. We've almost wrapped it up. We've almost, almost wrapped, wrapped up, up, wrapped it, it up. up. Uh, you better until wrap that gavel up, B. Until I start buying, buying more, more uh, sequels. So next time, in about four or five weeks' time, we'll be watching... Uh, Technically, Deadpool should have been a part of us wrapping up this film franchise, the X-Men film franchise. We'll be watching X-Men Dark Phoenix. I'm sorry, what? Uh, we're watching X-Men Dark Phoenix. We have not seen it before, just like we hadn't seen Apocalypse, which was not a good uh, note oh, great. to end on. But this is uh, supposed to be worse than Apocalypse. But so that's an even better note. We'll be the judge now. of it. I'm uh, definitely falling asleep during that movie. Uh, next week, we are watching... I can finally say what next week's episode is. Next week, we are great. watching... The movie that was purchased for us by a friend of the show. Um, she's basically family, Carly Coffee. My sister. Uh, it is. I think it's French. A 2010 movie. It is, uh, yes, a French independent satirical horror film called Rubber. About a tire that comes to life and kills people with psychokinetic powers. Uh, that said, this was shown at the Cannes Film Festival and has good reviews. <laughs> so the joke may be on her and may be on us. I do recognize the director's name. Uh, God, I hope it's on the back of the box. Quentin Depew. I hope it's on the back of the box. <laughs> uh, I do know that he has a movie coming out that's gotten some, like, no- notoriety or he has done things that, you know, are famous I, I don't know any of them but uh yeah that's what we're watching next week is rubber and afterwards we'll get back to our regularly scheduled programming which is greatest showman which is jeff who lives at home which is hereditary and which is x-men dark phoenix that's our schedule through uh april 15th wow yeah we we, we go overboard but we don't have to draw anything for the next two weeks because we already know what's happening so Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Like I mentioned, patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. If you're giving us money there, thank you. And we're going to be having a new summer series uh, dropping uh, sometime over the next few months. My other podcast, Podswoggle, is on the hiatus, but make sure you're also... uh, listening to that as well and be on the lookout on our youtube and twitch for potentially the 2021 version of marcho madness not in its traditional form but potentially something coming up that very very soon married with movies at gmail.com at married w movies on twitter facebook.com slash married with movies you already said it you don't have to say it again what did i say they heard you goddamn. at jam with your sam on instagram 
Also on Instagram, follow me at your host, Malt38, for my show, Box and Friends, where I unveil all the things that I've purchased in my massive collections. Also follow uh, the podfather, Rich Camalucci, uh, at Rich Cami for the Whack Pack on April 30th. He'll be doing the Whackathon Packathon. <laughs> I can officially say. Oh, boy. Uh, don't it's know exactly the details. as good as chocolates in my but uh, an all-day uh, op- un- opening and unboxing of trading yeah, cards. You should definitely explain what it is. For because uh, a whack a whackathon packathon sounds like it could be something a lot different. What it, what it sounds like money. may also be part of it as well. Um, it's gonna be for charity and all-day unboxing and opening of cards. Only it's fans, gonna be a lot baby. Of fun. Uh, we should. And uh, my retro wrestling diary, arcadeo.net slash podbloggle for um, retro wrestling thoughts uh, as we round up the year 1992 already. Got a. Uh, almost caught up. Two more shows. Well, no, no, no. I'm almost caught up. Fuck you. <laughs> 1992. Yeah, this is in the period where there's like a pay per view every other month between two companies. Yeah, well. Starting in 1993, I believe, is the year that WCW goes to a pay-per-view every month, and then WWF will go to a pay-per-view every month in 95. So. Yeah, and then isn't there one every week now? Or there was a time when there was one every that, week. No, no, that, that was in TNA, and that's not part of the network. But by oh, the time good. we get there, that doesn't. I'm not going to count. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave me... Anxiety. You you need one of my Xanax? Maybe now. <laughs> to, to watch TNA on a weekly basis? Yeah, I would. <laughs> Back when it was weekly. Anything else? No, I don't think so. I mean, you're already falling asleep. So. I've been asleep this whole time. What do you mean? I don't fall asleep. I just stay asleep. I am asleep. I'm always asleep. That's well, my secret. That, that's what your mutant power would be. You can fall asleep at any... <laughs> it's almost as dumb Narcolepsy. as luck. Narcolepsy. Narcolepsy. Wasn't that the wasn't that part of the bad superhero sketch we did in Generation Three? I think it may have been. Deaf girl. You were deaf girl. I was deaf. Girl. Who were all right? Quickly, so we had deaf girl. Man, I don't remember we had this deaf shit. Girl. Pull we, it up. It's on YouTube. We had oh fuck yeah, we're gonna watch this now, aren't God we? God damn it! No, I hate. All I remember is that Rich was John Popper from Blue Traveler. Well, because he wanted to play that harmonica. And also, he looked like John Popper in Blue Traveler <laughs> in two thousand and seven. Oh, for mullet. This is mullet. Signing off for this week's episode of Married Movies. We'll catch you next time on the couch. Slash the movie. There's too much good music for me to play Blues Traveler right now. That's that's a shame. Just play it under, under us talking. The <laughs> no, whole just, movie. The man, whole if podcast. I have time, I'll just add in Rich right now. I can't because I think we only have the orange and brew version of that. And you can just hear the orders being taken the whole goddamn time. Oh. I'll look it up. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.